Is the new DeLorean back? And if it's back, what's it going to be? We're going to talk about it in two seconds when we get right back. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. This is Car Side Chat. I know we usually do a Tuesday night. We're doing a Monday night Tuesday. We're doing a special one today because they started getting all this information out for the new DeLorean. So I wanted to go over that uh, so we can kind of discuss it and I have a guest on tonight that we can do that with. Uh, as always, this is your host, Primo, and uh, you can check me out on IG, all those different things at VIP Primo. Um, and as always, don't forget to head over to executiveautomotivesociety.com. Uh, check out all the stuff that we got going on. So I'm going to invite my big bad boy over here, Joel. What is up, Joel? Uh, a, a lot of information about a DeLorean, apparently. You you, you know, it's funny. You kind of remind me of those things from, um, remember uh, Fifth Element? When he looks over and he goes, oh. and how, how was your time in the service? And he goes, uh, 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 good. it was good. <laughs> and he's like, Commercial, <laughs> Corbin, Corbin, my man, Corbin, Corbin, my man, <laughs> and right on cue, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget the bell, bell icon. I want to get all that junk out of the way right at the beginning because it is what it is. So, all right. So, before we talk about that, I just wanted to remind you that we have a very cool event that's coming up on the 15th Sunday. It's the first ever executive automotive society supported event, and that is. The uh, Hopkinton Concourse. So, if you're in the New England area, tomorrow is the last day to register. If you're going to put your car in it, tons of space for people who actually want to come out and check it out uh, because there's going to be some crazy cars out there. We continue uh, to look for some new stuff, and it's all going to be supporting Dana Farber and the Jimmy Fund. So, now that I got that out of the way, we're going to get to the real topic today, which is the pure insanity that is the new DeLorean. So about, I think, was it two days ago, Joel? That you approached me about it? I think so. I, yeah. it, was it I mean, two days? You were, you were really excited and really Jones in the talk about this. I, and, was, and, I was actually. <laughs> and, and I got to be honest with you, like I kind of really didn't do any real honest research until like just before the show. I don't think and, there's any research to do. Like, well, and that's the thing, you know. Like, like I did like the initial look, and I couldn't find anything that 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 seemed real versus, right. you know, projected. And you know, they did. They do have the website with the countdown right. on it, um, which I think is, you know, it seems like you know doing a countdown when it's not until like August. Mm-hmm. I guess was when the official date. Um, well, I, well, the thing is, is I mean, two two days ago was kind of the big thing that really caught traction for it. But the thing that really got me was this. This is this is what they put out a while back. Was this right here? Turn that down a little bit so it won't be too oppressive. So that was kind of the big thing that they originally put out. Uh, yeah. And then, then yes, was it? Day before, like I said, but it had been like two or three days ago, but anyway, or maybe before the weekend, um, they came out and then they, I'm going to tune this down a little bit some more because it's really loud, but they came out with this right here. And I think that was really the thing that caught everybody's attention was that cut right there. Um, so what it was, was, is they brought this new thing out and then we went directing everybody over to their website and we'll go over there. And right now the counter is at 21 days, five hours, five minutes and 26 seconds. So the hype began the second that came out and I signed up for it to make sure I got updates for it. And, uh, and this is what I got in my email. So DeLorean, the future was never promised. Nice. So, <laughs> Yeah. So I, the thing was, is, I mean, if we want to d- think about it from the standpoint of DeLorean, I mean, I wanted to have, and we are going to have down the road, some guys that actually uh, have DeLoreans. I actually know somebody who actually owns the uh, original truck from um, the first, uh, but back to the future. The, the so, um, right, exactly, yeah, the crazy one or whatever it was. Yeah, the to- Toyota. I just, I, the idea that somebody actually owns that thing 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I just kind of like it, it. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, yeah. I, I believe that guy's in. He's in Mass, right? The, I want to say Roslindale. Roslindale, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Um, yeah. and and it's not the only car he's got from the movie, though. I mean, I mean, no. he's got. Yeah, I mean, he's got. I think he's got like the the west, the old west one. Yes, he's got uh, he's got a couple of different cars from different things, but his big claim yeah. to fame, I think, is the truck. And he does have a movie recreation. But the other guy that I invited over, which was Jason, he actually has like a perfect and I've seen it in person, a perfect rendition of the original DeLorean uh, with the Back to the Future, you know, hit on it, which was just. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pull up one of those. Um, I've, I've actually ridden in a DeLorean. Okay. Um, I think I was uh, 12 or 13. Wow. <laughs> at, the, at, at, at the time. Uh, we, we had some friends that uh, he actually got one when they, they, I mean, he literally got it when they were brand new. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I, you know, I think when you see them later in life, you don't become as impressed when, when you realize the, right. It, it was a much more impressive car when I was 13 than, than it, what, what it really was when, once you got older and started knowing what, what's in it and what's, they couldn't go 88 miles per hour that it could not do 88 miles an hour. <laughs> and, um, yeah. something like this. Yeah. Complete with Mr. Fusion. You can't do it yeah. unless you have the Mr. Fusion on it. Right. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, but, let's talk about like how gorgeous that car really was though. Oh I mean, yeah. Like, like, like the artistry of, of, of that vehicle. Well, let's let, you know, Well, here's the thing. Let's do a little bit of rendition on here and kind of do what kind of what made the DeLorean, the DMC 12, which was its actual model designation. Right. I think. You will. Right. Um, I mean, it's like, I didn't make any other car. So DeLorean is DeLorean, but yeah, the actual original was DMC. So it was a car that was made back in 1981. Uh, it was a small company. DeLorean had some, I think, history with Lee Iacocca and some other guys. But uh, but yeah, so back in, Jan it was January of 1981, the first DeLorean rolled off the assembly line. Um, it was actually really underpowered for its time. Uh, we'll look up it, some horsepower numbers in a little bit I believe, it, I believe it had two two engines you could get out it, uh, the four-cylinder, and then there was a V6 that was actually made by Renault. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. I believe I, I may yeah. need to fact check myself on that. <laughs> well, I, I think one of the biggest problems, and that was what I was going to say here too, is, is it, it had, it was a stainless steel car. So it was a very heavy car and had yeah. gull wing doors that added even more weight. So the idea of it being underpowered, it, it kind of went advanced for that. Um, and the beauty was, is it came out in a time when the, then star Wars was a household name, yeah. um reagan had come out with the star wars plan in that era so like it really was kind of this perfect time to kind of land this you know space age vehicle but the problem is and especially with these brands that are cutting edge we had a show about this a while back about when you want to build an exotic car why why you don't do certain things and why you do do certain things yeah right um but yeah he he came out uh, and immediately had money trouble selling the car uh, so he got really frustrated and uh, unfortunately back in the eighties there was something else that was very popular. Uh, it was called drug trafficking. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So DeLorean <laughs> thought that John DeLorean thought it would be a great idea to, uh, basically fund his thing with some drugs, I guess, or something like that. Um, yep. you, you guys can look up the full story. I'm not here to talk about his past or whatever. He died in 2015 anyway. Uh, but being not so proficient at it, the first thing he did was get caught in a sting first day. Um, and then a few days later in October 26th, 1982, uh, which was like four days after his arrest, the company filed for bankruptcy, having only produced 9,000 units. So really what happened was, is the DMC was supposed to be kind of a dead brand. Like I, if it was anybody else's story, um, it probably would have just ended right there. But right. Uh, there was a guy by the name in 1985 who had a very humble movie that he wanted to create. His name was Robert Zemeckis. Um, so he had a little bit of clout with him at the time. Uh, and he made a cool movie called Back to the Future. And that was the, it was Michael J. Fox uh, played Marty McFly. Doc Brown was, uh, Christopher Lloyd played Doc Brown. And there were two guys that, uh, 
Doc Brown builds a time machine. Uh, and so they're going to go back in time and have a lot of hijinks. So they decided what would we want for a time machine or what would make a lot of sense. And they chose a DeLorean. And the, the iconic moment, if you've ever watched the movie before, that moment, whether you know it or not, the doors open, the truck opens up, and here comes the DeLorean rolling out of it, filled around with smoke. Um, and then Marty McFly uh, says, you know, you, you made a time machine out of a DeLorean, like this iconic moment in and, time. And then, the, and, and then the best scientific explanation of why he did it was right. the yeah. stainless steel construction made it ideal. And exactly. it's like, yeah, I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, nobody, I mean, I mean, not to say that when we viewed this, when we were like, you know, probably 14, 15 years old or whatever, that we didn't look over and didn't care about that scientific, but it was so cool that there was a reason. That's all reason. I think we cared about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the DeLorean has literally lived for 40 years based on this movie. And that's really what's fueled it. People got into it. They started buying them again. Uh, and then uh, the time machine, I think, went to 2015. So that really just recouped it because everybody wanted to see that moment when Doc Brown said, you know what, um, we've gone to 2015. This is as far as the movie was was going. And from here on out, the future is up to you guys to make it what it was. So it just became part of that history. So um, now I don't know if people know this, but there was a big rumor that started not too long ago that you could uh, basically build a DeLorean, which was not actually true, but DeLorean was able to, the company was able to take these old cars because they didn't want DeLorean to die. And they would take ones that people didn't want and they buy them up and then they refurbished them and make them into new DeLoreans. And um, that was the beauty of it is they could do stuff like that. Uh, Oh yeah, here we go. Sorry about that, Joe. I was up in the middle of something. What's up, Joe? Um, let's see. What does he say here? Made with bags of Coke. Wasn't actually, it was like anything in the eighties. There was some sort of Coke that was involved in its its production, I guess. Um, but yeah, so what they did was they started refurbishing these things. Now, if you go over to DeLorean's website, you're going to see these cars that are refurbished in it's crazy. $80,000, $100,000 for these cars. So they're definitely not which, cheap. Which is um, ironic because do you know what the original sticker price was? No, what was it? It was, in fact, with a standard transmission, yeah. four-wheel disc brakes, air conditioning, AM, FM, stereo radio with cassette. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Bring your... your right. You know, bring your mixtape, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. $29,825, which. <laughs> wow. So, but you put that in perspective. So, so that was 1981. Your, um, your actual, uh, I think your equivalents of $2021 is probably about like 90, 90 grand kind of thing. Right. I think. But yeah, that's but the beauty of it was is that if you wanted to make that rend- if you were a cosplayer and you wanted to do the cosplay car, if you just wanted to own some iconic piece of history because you thought at the time, I'm pretty sure that nobody is ever going to make this car again, um, that was your opportunity and you could have it. And there's a lot of people out there right now that actually, I, I mean, I know personally that I mean, I probably know two recreations but the majority of stuff that i know is just people who own the delorean just because they wanted to restore it um, yeah. it had a weird space frame so it was very problematic to restore everybody that says it um and to let you know the delorean's engine was a pugo renault volvo prv 2.85 liter single overhead cam v6 with a only 130 horsepower at 5,500 RPMs with 153 pounds of torque at 2,750. That is painful. So there was a good chance that this car couldn't even go 80 miles per hour. Based well, on its so, so. so Motor Trend took it, mm-hmm. uh, and they supposedly, based on my research here, um, of course, it was like considered a lemon, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> lemon car. It um, was, yeah. <laughs> so... DMC, their literature claimed that they could do zero to 60 in 8.8 seconds, mm-hmm. which is ironic, the 88 miles an hour. Don't you think? It's crazy. 8.8 seconds. Let's make it 88 miles an hour. Right. You almost wonder if they actually did that nod 
uh, for it. And that was with a manual transmission. Yeah. Somebody um, did do that, uh, Joe. They actually did a LS swap on one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, they uh, believe that um, uh, Road and Track only got it to go um, 0 to 60 at 10.5 seconds. <laughs> However, they did. Do it. Can you see that thing saying, I think I can, I think right. I can. But they supposedly did a top speed of 109 miles per hour. That's not OK. So, I mean, we're not I, we're not in back to the future Marty McFly territory here. Right. But I mean, at least it could do it. I mean, that's yeah. so we at least know that it could, in fact, do the 88 miles per hour. Right. It, uh, I I dare say if you got the four cylinder version, there was not a chance. No. Uh, no. Um, there, there, there was just no way. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. I've never. That, I just. I got to start asking people what engines they have, or what's the difference in price. Maybe that's at eighty to a hundred thousand dollar price right now that you see out there. I find it ironic though that if you actually look at the specs, the the four cylinder was two point eight liters, yeah. and the V six was two point seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, so, so really let's let, can we, are we being honest here at saying that the reason this car became famous, not only was just its space frame, the weird construction it had, the gullwing doors, but the idea that it was back to the future, because otherwise I think this car I, left to its own devices probably would not have done so well in the market, maybe down the road, but I think uh, I, truthfully think if John DeLorean hadn't done what he did to and gotten arrested over it. Yeah. If, if he had, if he had stayed clean. Yeah. I actually think DeLorean would probably still be in the exotic car market now. Okay. Um, I, 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 think... I, I, I legit think that that car had the style cues. It had, um, it, it had the potential for like in a couple of, years it, it would it would definitely be up there with performing with the the lamborghinis and the ferraris because they would have they would have evolved the engine lineup they would have evolved everything you know through but the i years. still think that's based on sales and that's the thing that i don't know yeah. i mean they made nine thousand cars i think they obviously sold all the cars that's probably Actually, they not didn't. they were they were in storage for like forever you know that it, 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 hardly any of them sold but yeah um mm -hmm. uh, because he wasn't he wasn't really allowed to, right. um, but uh, oh, that's right! I forgot about that. Yeah, because of uh, the yeah the drug scandal, he was like they they froze everything and said you can't do anything, and, that, and that's what killed them is that they weren't even able to deliver the cars, and so it it just and and I think that's a shame because I I legit think if he could have like stepped away from the business, handed it off to somebody or something like that, I well, I legit I legit think that the brand would still uh, or would would have completely changed and uh, the market where we would have truly had an American supercar before. Uh, well, that's the thing that we, we run into over and over again is the idea that a lot of these companies, um, and I, well, I shouldn't even say a lot. There's a, there's a good deal of companies or things that we've run into. Let's, let's look at vector. One of my <laughs> prized enjoys the vector car. Um, yeah. it was, it was a hopes and dreams car, and I don't think a lot of the back end of figuring out the money side of it, I think maybe that DeLorean was the same way. He just kind of said, I want to make my dream and I put it out there and maybe he didn't do something on the back end that really, you know, yeah, I think you I, make I, these big companies, you need this net to fall back on. You know what I mean? I, I think it's also ironic too, that the vector probably was made more famous by a movie as well. Right. Uh, right. Rising sun. Or in the Wraith. As well, and I believe no, it that was wasn't in the right. It wasn't. That was no. Oh, that, that was wasn't. no. You're that right. That was a turbo interceptor. That it, was the right. You're right. You're right. Pan Am pace uh, or Andy, one of the other it was a pace yeah. car, and that's what made yeah. that car famous. I just think that car is funny because it was the 2.5 liter, but it was making like 600 horsepower. Like, yeah. can you imagine how much strain that engine was going to? They <laughs> lost. They lost all the moles for that too. So I was like, yeah, they, it was one of those cars that not only broke the mold, but they threw the mold away once they were done with it. So, um, but yeah, no, I think I, I, I'm really torn on that. I really think that I think DeLorean would have struggled. I think it would have been one of those cars that no matter how it was 
there was always a time I think we would have came back to it because yeah. of it being as iconic and developed the way it is. But I really think that it kind of would have died off. And then I still think we'd still be in the same boat, but I really think that the movie was the big thing that made the car famous. I don't think it would be at least 20 to 30% as famous as it was without that movie. Like it's six, well, you invert that. In other words, 60 to 80% of it. Yeah. Comes I, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, the, the movie certainly, mm -hmm. um, projected it and, and made it a genuine icon. Right. Exactly. Right. And, you know, I mean, it, if it wasn't for the movie, you wouldn't, I mean, hardcore car guys would be talking about DeLoreans maybe, but, um, certainly, Certainly not with love and, and affection that, that but think given it, to it because of the movie. I mean, think about it. And I always bring it up because it's the craziest thing to ever have lived through was the Fast and Furious era of because the Toyota Supra had the MK4 did not have great sales. The yep. Eclipse did okay. Um, the RX-7, a lot of those cars were taken out of the U.S. market a lot longer. They yep. stayed in the Japanese market, but for the most part, they just was lackluster sales. Let's pull them and keep them, you know, in our area and not really ship anything out. And a movie changed all that. Like sales, I think pre-owned sales went up like 60% after that yeah. movie. Well, so you the think price, about the price just movie. ratcheted, right? Right, right. You know, and today, I, mean, like, I think it's funny that you can look at a Supra now and you say, uh, more than you can afford, pal. You know, right. Supra, it just inverted. It, 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 it's it's crazy because um, you know a movie can change and create an icon right. um, overnight, right. literally. Yeah. So that was, and that's the thing is, is I really think I mean, I, and I'm glad. I am very happy. I mean, we can criticize DeLorean, we can say the car is underpowered, and we can say all this stuff. But I am really happy that the movie came out and that made this car iconic, and it is what it is, and. And that it has something we can remember. I wish it would kind of happen to more of these cars out there that we don't realize that are out there that were just huge cutting edge and they they disappeared. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I it, there was a little bit of buzz going a couple of years back, but my thing that I remember was there was a Rob report. I want to say back in 2021. And there was a, let's see, Angel Guerra. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Angel Guerra decided that he was going to make a rendition of what he thought the, a new DeLorean would look like. I don't know if that was based on DeLorean saying we're going to make a car or that it was in concept, but uh, this was the picture that they released. And I have to say, that's kind of crazy, right? I'm telling you right now, if we get, if we even get a car that looks half as good as that car does right uh i would be a very i would be very be a very happy customer if i put an advance order which i'm not going to do because i have uh money um, so and this now check this out which is something that you had brought up before too so this was the rear of the remember this is a rendition imagination of the delorean this is not the actual car but just look at that back end so we look at the way that looks right there with the venting and stuff I, I love those wheels. Those wheels right there are just well. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's a per it's a perfect salute to the original car, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it mm -hmm. just it 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 just totally makes it like obviously uh, um, Angel Guerra. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. We're with gonna that. just butcher it because right? yeah, and, and we apologize if he ever watches this and right, please, just, and literally just goes. I think he did, yeah, because he <laughs> killed. I'm going to say, don't please forgive me because your artwork was amazing. But yeah. here's the thing is you were saying it before. If we look at the background of the original artwork that was presented to us to by DeLorean, if you look at this, that looks a lot alike. It's close. I, I'm, I'm, I'm having close. issues with like the straight. Um, there's, there's, there's the straight um, light in, in itself. Right. And 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 we're not seeing seeing that light up DeLorean logo, right? Um, which, uh, I, I mean, style cues aside, I mean, I, I think I think it's very very close. And like I yeah. said, if we get if, if we get half of that, um, it, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually you know seeing that same you know kind of like the 1980s, uh, um, uh, vented <laughs> window. 
or louvers on the window kind of thing. I think that's fantastic. Um, there, there's, there's just like so much about like that rendition. That's just like, Oh, I, you know, what, I want it badly. That was, that's what we said to silver city. So, <laughs> um, you know, that was the thing is, is it's such, I, I, I get very, very excited. Uh, and the thing is, is I'm just, I, I maybe it's nostalgia driven. Maybe it's whatever it I'm is. I'm sure there. I, I'm sure for a lot of people, there there's going to be a nostalgia of 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 like a genuine. I'm going to I'm going to you know, use this word too much in this in description of this car that that it is such an icon that right. has such an effect on our emotional psyche, right? Um, and and it's and it's because of the movie, mm-hmm. but but on the same token, it's like. We, we want a brand new DeLorean. Like, you know, yes. I, I, I think, I think we genuinely do. Yep. And that's it. So here's my thing. This and we'll go back to that because I think we got to, we got to talk about what, what we're hearing about this car and what the concept is and what, what we know and what we don't know, which is what we don't know is actually a lot. Right. But, um, but the first thing I want to ask is, is, does this hurt or does it help the value of those original DeLoreans because they're already been climbing. So I'm thinking it's one way or the other. What do you think? I think it helps. <clears throat> it, I mean, it certainly brings the um, brand recognition back to the forefront for possibly people that are, are new um, to it. Um, and, and sure, you know, I, I, I think the same thing happens when there's a new style of Corvette that comes out, like suddenly, like suddenly there's like a shift in people, you know, selling their previous generation Corvette to get the next generation one and, um, and like right on down the line. And I think, I think the same kind of thing will happen with the, the DeLoreans. I, are their prices going to shoot up $30,000? No. No. Um, but, but what I think you're going to see is you're going to see volume of like, tr- uh, transactions start to go up. You're going to see a bunch of them showing up across Barrett Jackson and, and, right. I think I think I think they're gonna you know that people are gonna start moving them but most right. not so much to say that they want to buy a new DeLorean but just to, to knowing that they're gonna be able to capitalize on this news about DeLorean coming back and I right. think that's that's gonna be great for the brand. Yeah, and my thing is is anytime I mean because let's be honest, even though that we can still ride on some of that Back to the Future, the Back to the Future train kind of. I don't want to say derail, but it kind of ran into the station in 2015. A lot of the people who kind of went with it and said, we want to know the history that was that famous date or whatever that was on the the dash. It said, this is the future. Well, we don't September September something. Right. We, we, I'm sorry, folks, we don't have flying cars in 2015, but you still have a DeLorean that you can buy. And that was the thing is, is it was this hype that happened that kind of carried over into this next generation. So we're really psyched to say, here it was, but that was the thing is, is once it was done, that was it. You, the only time you're going to see one is at a car show, uh, yeah. a little bit of discussion. And now that DeLorean's come out with something, that's going to make the car irrelevant again. And depending on how it sells, which I think is another discussion, I don't know if we'll even get to that today, but to based on how it sells, that's going to be another, if it sells well and it leaves its, you know, whatever it was, in the uh, oh here we go the date october 21st of 2015 <laughs> of course you knew that right right <laughs> everybody's like why didn't you know the october 21st um blanked it right out of my brain um but yeah so that i think the more that we bring attention to the brand and we say here's delorean here's the future then we're going to bring more attention more demand more demand's going to drive up prices and we're already in a market where prices are going up right so what we know of right now, um, okay, so here's the question. Is, is it going to be Evo? And, and I'm guessing Franchise is not happy about that, but that's okay. It is going to be an EV. It's going to be an electric vehicle. So and I don't I think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I actually like the idea of um, the idea of this being an EV. I like the idea that because you got to think of it from – the future that we had back in the eighties. And then you take it full circle. This car can't pull punches. It's got to do everything. I all the way. So I I almost would rather see it. I'd like to see it in two versions. I would love to see it as like a, um, like an electric hybrid 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Version. Um, and then like a full on electric, like only would be, would be cool in, in my opinion. Um, and it, and it's, it's purely because of that emotionlessness, nostalgia of, you know, we know the thing needs 1.21 gigawatts to go back in time. So, you know, how much electricity does it need to go in a 2.3 second, zero to 60 time? Right. Well, the idea that right now it's going to actually be able to do 88 miles per hour, no problem. Right. And, and it's going to actually have the performance that they were hoping to fulfill, uh, you know, back in the day. And I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a great, um, nod to have it as as ev i I think it's just it's just the logical thing to do because they're not going to be they're not going to be able to develop an engine for it um you know that you know uh, so can can it be ev can it be ev and still be stainless though oh that's the Uh, we we deal with weight so i think I mean, I think you go more space age. I think you go with some kind of polymer or some kind of thing that Kevlar, uh, carbon fiber, whatever, but it's got, it can't be, I don't think it can be stainless. Well, I mean, so the original car was really only 2,700 pounds, slightly over 2,700 pounds. I think an electric car can, be, can be 2,700 pounds. And, and I mean, I mean, what does a Tesla weigh, you know, and, and that's mostly that's battery. Weight, well, that's just right? battery weight too. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I, I legit think that it can be uh, stainless. Um, I think if you have, if it's stainless in a mix of aluminum, uh, right. like, you know, aluminum frame, um, I, I, you know, I, I think it can be, and, and I, I think it should be. Well, the question for me, especially with the way things are going right now, is that how, where are they getting the stuff from? Where are they sourcing the electric? Is this, did they call up Tesla and get their stuff from Tesla? I mean, yeah. that seems, that seems like, cause a lot of these companies, let's look at, I don't even name some, but anyway, so Tesla originally got most of their low, I want to say they got it from Lotus when they had the um, when well, they had the road, the, bo- the body came from it was uh, right it was designed by Lotus. Yeah, um, so a lot of this stuff would have to be sourced from somebody else because DeLorean obviously doesn't have a long running thing. So I would say if they're going to source something that start where you want to start at, get a Tesla or something well, like that. What maybe ha- what happened to all of the running gear from for the Chevrolet Volts? Oh, don't go there. Well, yeah, I, but, I mean, but, but I mean that. So, but that's his. That would be a, a historical move from DeLorean. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch the Volts. I would touch something else. like I would rather, with all the different brands out there that are electric and are becoming more and more popular because of their their electric heritage. I those guys are the ones to go with. But I think the Chevy Volt kind of it, it was a rushed product. It really and, was. And, and so it kind of came out and it had problems with heating batteries and, yep. and some other things with it that just really didn't, didn't give it the, it should have been, um, a moment for it, but okay. So where BMW kind of shined with their electric study when they did it with the, uh, the M the one series, yep. um, was where Chevy should have went with theirs and they didn't. Yep. That's why I think BMW is going to end up being so much better in the electrical field than they were because they had the, was it I three and then the I eight. So they had these different areas that they were, I mean, they didn't have, they didn't do too good with the sales on them, but it really gave them the area so that they could jump in and try to do something that worked. I, I mean, I think that's almost like your perfect source of, of, uh, of partnership for, right. for DeLorean to, you know, um, to do that. Um, but, you know, like I said, that, you know, their, their typical history was like, let's buy a bunch of Peugeot motors that are laying around that really aren't what we should have. Exactly. (laughs) uh, You know, they're, they might be going to like, you know, uh, you know, uh, garage sales of like some of these like car companies kind of thing to pull stuff off, but but you never know. I mean, I mean, they, they could be legit doing correct uh, financing and, and getting, um, you know, and hiring you know, the correct people and doing the correct amount of R and D on it. We don't, we don't really know. I mean, there's so many unknowns about this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at this right now. It's saying something about coming from Kins five. 
new electric vehicle testing and engineering. Deloria picked the Alamo City as its new headquarters. Exciting new original uh, to Eager doing it. So it looks like they may have had something that they or some company that they were working with to get these EVs, but they made their new company in San Antonio. A lot of places um, have run with that. Let's see, all electric will the power to be a massive. So let's see. Now I, I gotta make. I want to check the date on this real quick to see if this is right. Okay, this is April twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. Uh, an average 81 DeLorean was 130 horsepower. And the new DeLorean all-electric all-wheel drive coupe with power by a massive 100-kilowatt battery pack will have an estimated 300-mile EPA range. Um, the opposite will be... Uh, we will be the absolute opposite of the iPad on wheels. DeLorean CEO Juice DeVries told <laughs> in 5 said the stars, uh, not for people who just want to go from A to B. Yeah. So 100 speed, zero to 60 uh, in three seconds with a top speed of 155 miles per hour. We're not sure what happens at 88. Um, we're pretty sure at this point the car cannot go back in time. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> they, right they're in, yeah. <laughs> aut autonomous drive is an, an option. They'll have it. Adaptive cruise control. As long as there's an off button, it's fine. Everything we do in the vehicle, suspension-wise, performance-wise, comfort-wise, is for the people that love to drive, he says. We don't know what it looks like completely, but based on the one rendering release so far, the car will sport LED rear chair lights, a wide body, more image than May or June. DeVries says people are going to love it. And, of course, they we, we've basically had the same image that we've had over and over again um, for the car. So, basically, we have some numbers. We have somebody that's telling us this is what it's going to do, but it still looks like, it's going to be a waiting game. And I think marketing wise, that's probably the right way to go. Right. Right. I, I agree. Um, I think it, I think it hits the right numbers. I think it hits like it, it, it hits the right, uh, emotion points, uh, for it. Um, so I, I think it, uh, I think that's a definite concept of what we'll see. Yeah. So I, the thing is, is right now, from what I'm seeing, I think we can be excited about this, right? I definitely think we can be excited about it. I certainly am excited about it. So if you uh, were a DeLorean owner, would you be saying, I'm going to get rid of my DeLorean that no. I have? That's what I'm, that's the other no. thing. I think that nobody's offloading their old car, but you probably would be thinking, how do I get the new one, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, um. I, I think any uh, any person that has any kind of a purse uh, and was a Back to the Future fan is probably looking at this type of news saying, how do I get a new DeLorean? Um, you know, why they haven't done the how do I get an old DeLorean uh, already kind of thing is mostly probably because of the quirks that they've read about. Um, but to get something that's brand new and uh, forward looking, uh, right. I think is... Uh, is, is definitely a driving point. So yeah, for me, if it's me and I said, I have my old DeLorean, I'm get, I, I'm keeping my old DeLorean, especially if it has all the, you know, the nice fun stuff on it. Like, you know, your back to right. the future car. Like, if you got this, I'm keeping it. But, uh, but I'm thinking that I'm looking at the way to look at this one. So I guess the next question logically then is what do we think the price point is going to be on this thing? Uh, not less than a hundred grand. Yeah, there's there's no way. Uh, so if we if we were gonna guess, let's give it what's um, what's that most expensive EV EV brand out there right now? Oh boy, you're asking yeah. the wrong guy. You know, um, because uh, <laughs> you know, like, I I think if there's anyone who's like the least educated about EV, it's this guy. Um, right. Well, I think it, the Porsche Taycan. Was up there in price. I think that was eighty four thousand. The Audi RS e tron was one hundred and forty eight thousand. The Tesla Model S is one hundred one thousand. The Mercedes Benz EQS is one hundred and six. So we're all in the hundred and hundred thousand range until we get to maybe like the BMW. I think i four is in the sixty thousand range. 
But um, there was a, there's another company out there that really makes big, and I think that's the problem is is that, um, well, so I just you have to go thing. big with this first one. You know what I mean? Right. So I just found like the 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 RS e-tron GT from Audi. Yeah. That's 150 grand right there. Boom. Right. Right. Yeah. So I can't imagine this thing going. Like, sir, it's there's just no possible way that it's going to go under a hundred thousand because it's it's coming out as a as an iconic, right. um, exotic electric. Um, so there's there's just no way. I mean, like, I I think like uh, if you wanted to compare it to a truck, what the like the Hummer all electric I think is a hundred grand even, uh, type of thing. But but. I, those are the only ones that I know of, you know, that are in the, like that that kind of price point to compare to. You know, well, like, I think I think the the best car to to put that to is going to be the BMW i8. They both are going to look exotic. They're both going to be perform like that performance oriented thing. Um, I don't think the i8 did very well in sales, but um, it was still a, but, a a noticeable car that people are. I would be happy to own an i8. Right. Um, I mean, everybody. That car was one hundred and forty thousand. I so. I know I know of at least two of them in the area, and both people that have them love it. You yeah. know, it, it's you know they it's like it's their baby kind of thing. So I yeah. think, um, I think that's a good comparison. Um, but I, you know, uh, yeah, that's it's it's so funny because like you know what the the. What what's the Tesla Model S go for? What is that like? That's over a hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's in, at least in the one thirty price mm -hmm. uh, uh, price point. And for, and, and yeah, let's let's be honest. I think that I think the Tesla kind of is like the the Model A Ford of the electric or of the all electric vehicles kind of thing. You mm -hmm. know, they pioneered it. They're they're you know they're they're kind of um, leading the way type of thing. But you know their whole thing right now is they, they need to sell more units and they need, they need to do it more economically kind of thing. So they're not going to, they're not going to like uh, go on the coattails of that. Here we go. Lucid air. Uh, Lucid air was the, that's the large, they're the guys that had looked over and said, we're going to go full price point. We don't care. We're going, you know, all out. They had a thousand one hundred eleven horsepower dual motor sedan with $169,000 price tag. Um, less powerful versions include 800 horsepower dual motors uh, what is it? 900 volt electric architecture. Uh, that's been proved on the formula E cars. Um, and that car, like I said, goes from that's anywhere from 80,000 to 170,000. And I think that was kind of when I did the most research on it prior to getting into this, I kind of saw that as being your benchmark number. It's 80 and 170 with what I'm hearing. I think it, it can't be more. I think it's got to be in the hundred thousand range. I don't think it can be um, in uh, eight territory, like 140,000. Will it because of its, is it going to be limited production? If it's going to be limited production, if they're going to do production, it's going to be, it's going to be in the 160 to right. 170. Yeah. There's just no way that it's not. Then you're taking the gloves off. Right. Right. So. And I, and I think that, I think that's a, I think it's a fair price point for what it is. Um, right. the way it looks, I mean, like I said, if it looks half as good as any of the, re the renderings that we've gotten out of it, right. I think we get, if we get half of that rear portrait, uh, the profile with that stance, it, it, it's going to be a true exotic. Yeah. And that's the thing it's for me, it looks perfect. It looks a little bit high. If that makes any sense, it looks a little bit, but it looks wide body. If yep. it gets a little lower, tucks itself in that, because that be, I mean, because that's a production image, yeah. maybe that production image is the thing is, is we're just looking at uh, an image that, you know, it, it's really made to, to do something for you to, so you can see more of the car. Cause if you see this one, see, that's the front nose. They covered a lot of that up. Yeah. So it's, you know, how are we getting this? Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. does it, so I think if it's a little bit lower and a lot wider and has that big flat plane in the back of it, I think it'll definitely have the look. The question is, is does it, you know, zero to 60, three seconds, top speed, 155, a little low, but that's okay. It's a DeLorean. I think people have yeah. come to expect it. 
um, with a price tag of, let's say, let's just put it out there and say 120,000. Um, I think it's a good car. Um, I don't think that's, I, I'm really wondering if that's the price point of the buyers that are going to be looking at the car. Yeah. Um, but that's a lot to run on nostalgia, right? Yeah. Is that a roll of the dice or is that a sure thing? People, people, the market's going to do what the market's going to do. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, and it all comes down to, I agree. We, we might be putting a little bit too much faith in the, in, in the nostalgia mm-hmm. of it. Um, but you know, I, I think when you just the mere mention of, of the name DeLorean now is just, it's, it's iconic. It, and, and, you know, people get goosebumpy about it. Yeah. Uh, do we make another back to the future movie? (laughs) I don't think we make it. Do we make another back to the future movie with a new DeLorean? I know a lot of movie guys that would have instantly send me hate mail just because, I we merely suggest that. What what I'm really scared is is there might be there there might be a reboot. So or you know it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. In other words, you bring back the original. A, it guy. won't be a continuation. It's going to be like a. Yeah. Um. It, it's not a. It's not going to be Marty McFly. It's going to be Martina McFly. And that's the thing is is maybe yeah. some electric guys out there get it behind it and say, hey, let's make a let's make this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And change the face of the way we looked at the original right. movie. Now it's a whole new thing. You know, maybe we don't have flying cars, but like I said, anybody that I look, you say that reboot to somebody. And I mean, even when I hear it, I, I, oh, you I shudder. Yeah. 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 It, uh, it, it's cringy starts. bile starts coming up the back of the throat. Yeah, and it's it's not cool. Not feeling. I, it, I didn't like saying it. Right. But it's there. I mean, <laughs> I, it's I there and, it. and, and, and it's, it's really not, certainly not an unheard of concept. Um, and, um, but I think that you know, I honestly I'm not sure you can do like a like a continuation or anything like that because we knew we knew Doc Brown kind of didn't want to do anymore. But well, of course he made the train, so you never know. I mean, they had the cartoon. With the there kids. you go. It'll be between the new car, so they'll start off with the train and end with the new car. Yeah, the kid, Done. the kids will make it. Right, Jules, so. Jules and Vern. Burn. Oh, that would be a good continuation, would, right? Would, we'll make the we'll make the new DeLorean into a time machine. So they'll pull they'll pull the old car out. It'll look like just junked up. The tires will be all busted up, and they'll say, "You know what? We we really are in the future. We didn't have the flying cars, but we're going to fix okay, it." So, so there's the storyline. You know what's going to happen? Yeah, I got it. Okay, I'm going to write this movie for you. And, do it. Like, I'm, and, I'm ready. Hit me. So they go to the cave, take the DeLorean out of the cave. Mm-hmm. They forget to put it back, which creates a time paradox. Now they got to build a new one from scratch to right. restore the timeline. And there, there's your cutscene right there. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> like I got, I got you moving right now. See, that's the thing is, I liked the Ghostbusters, the last Ghostbusters movie that was made. I think yep. that, funny enough, that that movie had to be made. Right, it had it to did. make the statement that it did. Uh, and it was it was it was all about pulling at heartstrings. It was not yeah. really you didn't have to make a great movie, uh, and I think that was well done. But that's the thing is, for most part, I don't even watch movies anymore because of how things get destroyed. So it really would come back to be like, hey, Robert Zemeckis, how do you remake that? Or like one of his relatives or something make something and jump yeah. on it. But I think, like we were saying, I think a lot of people would cringe so badly that they just look over and say, you know, make this work. But I think I, I hope and I you know what if you guys if you're out there um and you are a an owner, if you're the kind of person that you know um that owns a car right now, um post in the comments and let's you know let's let's hear about it. Let's see what um you know what I mean? Like put something out there that's that's What's your input on this? Is it a good car? Is it a bad car? Is it the future you wanted? Um, is it is it is it something where you looked over and said, "No, I, I might, you know, it's gonna, uh, you know, kill me," or you know, I'm I'm really like upset about it. 
Uh, the new Ecto one should have been a CTSV wagon. See, that's the issue is that whenever you make the good movie and you try to do the nostalgia side of it, you have to do the original car. You can't, you, you have to do this car. You can't do any other car. It just right. kind of takes away from it. But the idea that I, I kind of, you know, I can't, like I said, I, I like where we're going with this DeLorean so far. I just don't. I like the Vector W8, and we all saw what happened to that. 22 vehicles were produced. Of, you know, Jerry struggled with that car for the history of the car was out there. He actually had to sue the company to get the rights back. Um, and then companies today get these new brands, and they take over, and they have, you know, new ownership, new leadership. Um, I, I'm. It saddens me that with the Gumpert, the new Gumpert Apollo, that more people are not sharing the look of that car that car was cutting edge it was so crazy looking did you ever see that yeah and 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 i think the fundamental problem that we have is that us car guys us car guys yes say that are, yep. are not um it, it seems like we're not training the love of of vehicles into the next generation there, there's a disconnect on the next generation on on like you know what they like or and and or how they view the automobile it's it they view it as a utility it's not a what it's what not, I, it's not a love affair but i think that's because and i and i'm going to say this like this it's the best way i know how to say it is that they didn't have a lot of places like what we're putting out right now for podcasts the more i see this stuff build up the more it, we're in their space and the more there is a demand for it. There's more for this love for this product. And, but I don't really know how they, you know, this was the new, new Apollo. This was the rendition yeah, from the company. And it's just crazy how cutting edge it is. Um, and the thing is, is I think that thing ended up selling like two or three cars. So um, my only, my only problem with that car is it, it, to me, it, it looked like any other McLaren that came out. You know, it, it, it wasn't like it looks fantastic. I love the lights on the front and I just love, you know, um, and I, I, I'll go on record as saying I think the wing on the back is too big, but it's functional. It does. It does what it's supposed to do kind of thing. But, but here's the thing. So we are nostalgia. Let's be honest. We like the old cars. What does this next generation? What do they love? Well, are they going to be? Yeah, and I love this statement from um it's so funny to hear him say this. Franchise fair, technically the one in Back to the Future was nuclear powered, so technically not a gas powered vehicle, I guess, which was a great question because if it was nuclear, then it would therefore be some sort of electric variant. And right. if you and if you go that route with it, is is Fallout four or you know, the Fallout universe, if you will, is right. that the the new thinking about saying, you know, we finally got new, but they don't fly, but at least we got nuclear cars. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. uh, it, it, it's, it's just so funny. Like we, we could, we could like analyze like every aspect of like the, the, the nostalgia factor of like what, what kids want, like in a, in a car kind of thing. It's like, it's funny. Like years ago, my son had a, like a friend over and he, like his, they're kind of talking about what they were going to get for their first car in high school, you know, kind of thing. And all of a sudden this kid was like, Oh, I want a caravan. And I, I died a little inside, you know, it was like, it's oh. like, stop, you know, it's, it's, it's something it's, exciting. Like the idea that there's a lucid air out there that is yeah. actually like, I mean, the which is exactly I why I think everybody is wrong when they stick the, when they stick the meme out that says nobody's going to get excited about a barn find Prius. I, it, I wouldn't, but the thing is, is I do know be, that there's going to be kids that are like growing up now who are going to get excited about a barn find Prius. I, I think, I don't think they'll get excited about Priuses. I think they would get excited about Integras. I've seen $80,000 Integras. You don't think today's kids would, or, would, or the like this kids, generation that's going to put yeah. this post, this car as a poster previous on their generation wall. Will get, a previous generation will get excited about a, 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 a uh, an Acura and, uh, and that kind of thing. But I, I think the current generation that like they're, we'll be lucky if we get them to love the Jeep. Like my daughter loves a Jeep. Yeah. That's in that crazy. And that's the thing is, is where, what kind of future do we have moving forward? If that's absolutely true. I think 
like I said, I see more and more content that gets put out basically the way we're putting out our content now and sharing stuff that gets more and more traction every day. I think if we continue to share the history that we have, both from the aspect of saying, you know, and I think this is why I love this picture so much is because this shows the history of 1981 moving forward to 2022. And I just think that is a good picture of saying you can have and love both cars. I think both of these cars are very compelling to me from what I've read and what I've heard. Um, Does that mean I'm getting the new car and putting it on a poster on my wall? Me, maybe not. Um, But I think that there's a generation out there that can go, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get that picture. I'm going to put it on my wall and I'm going to actually appreciate that old DeLorean too. And say, those are the two markets all at one time that we've, you know what I mean? And that's, I think I, you know, I, I'm now thinking about what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you hit something that, that I never really thought about until you, until you just said it. Mm-hmm. And when, when you and I were growing up, I think, I think we've both said before, both of us had a picture of a Lamborghini Countach hanging on our bedroom wall. Oh, I still have it right here. Right. <laughs> right. Um, right. I have the actual poster that I had as a kid on my wall right now framed. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so that's the thing. Like the, the later generations of kids, somehow we've missed that whole, like um, that, that dream of, you know, someday owning something that was either in a movie because like, you know, let's, let's face it. Did we love the Countach because of how great it looked? Sure. Yes. Did we love it even more because of the beginning scene and beginning credit se- uh, sequence for Cannonball Run? I, I think I, I, think I, I would maybe love it even more. I, um, that's the thing, and I think that's what. And, and it could. And I remember the moment. By the way, um, I was in love with the Countach earlier, not as much as I was. Like I was more into uh, the Smokey and the Bandit car, so I had the yeah. Um, the, the Trans Am was a car and I owned an 83. So I knew or whatever we were at, what, 82, 83 um, with the same kind of wheels that, that is on this car over here. So that was a big, those, I think mag wheels or something they called it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that was when I saw the Countach in its, in its new glory, almost, I want to say the Americanized one, which it has, that was later made popular by cannonball. I had already fallen in love with that vehicle well before, you know, I was like, this is going to be the fastest production vehicle. This is what's yeah. going to happen. With it. And then I think Cannonball kind of took already that zeal that we had and put it out there. Now, yeah. inversely, if we were going to go to 1995, 96, 97, I was looking at Porsches and then 2000 Fast and Furious came out. And suddenly I said, you know what? I, I want to see what that though that Eclipse is all about. And yeah. I didn't buy the yeah. GS version that was in the store. I said, you know, they, they make an all wheel drive turbo two liter for this thing. I I'm buying that car and I did all the stupid stuff to it. I had the crazy body kit lowered to the ground, ripping bumpers off the whole nine yards just to experience the car. And I think those are the two seesaws. Where did you come in in this? Is that something that you can do with a DeLorean? Well, we have people that came in and said, I love the DeLorean more. I love the DeLorean back in the day and the new one is going to be just as good. And are we going to have people that say the new DeLorean came out and now I love it. And I love the past car now too, because yeah. of the lineage that it came from. That is probably the most difficult question that we're going to ask for the show. And right. the unfortunate thing is, is we don't have time to answer it because it's right. the end of the show right now. Right. And I want to thank everybody that chatted here. You made comments. If you put stuff in out there, Remember that this videos are up there. They're there for your chats. We want to hear your input. This is the lot the last time that we're going to be talking about this. It is definitely going to come up and we're going to have some guys that actually have made cosplay cars uh, for the DeLorean. We're going to have some other stuff on here. This is not the last time you're hearing about the DeLorean and I'm very excited about it because this has really redid some buzz on it. And I think it's, it's information that we need to hear. So Thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for being involved with it. And as always, my buddy, Joel, thank you for coming in last minute 
and being the yeah. superhero that you always have to have a great discussion about this. We will see you guys next time. Remember to go over to uh, uh, his website over there, New England autoshows.com. And I don't think I put the S at the end of it. So it is what it is. Oh, I missed it is what it is. But anyway, um, we'll get you next time. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Joel. We will see you soon. Don't forget like subscribe. Don't forget to head over to our website. We'll see more content as we come along. You guys have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Bye.